0: Coming up on Behind the Woman.
1: Anytime I see people who look like me on television, they are in handcuffs or it's a mugshot. I've always been a community-focused person, and so now that I get to tell stories, it's translated into that. Definitely struggling, but I was struggling for my dream. What are the key issues? Who feels like they are silenced, and how can I let their voice be heard to be able to really evoke change in a community and and shift the conversations and make sure that history doesn't repeat itself? This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community.
0: Welcome to Behind the Woman. My name is Dr. Johanna Rogers. I'm your host. On tonight's episode, we introduce a woman who has diversified the way we tell news stories, but also has helped to diversify the newsrooms here in Central New York. Her name is Jennifer Sanders. Let's go ahead and meet Jennifer.
1: My name is Jennifer Sanders and I am a news anchor and reporter. I am the only child. I have my mom and my dad and they are my best friends for sure. They really, like I said, laid a solid foundation for me in my life and really taught me what it meant to be a hard worker, a dedicated community member and really to, to love people. In watching television as a young person, there was only one person who looked like me on television and her name was Bridget Smith. And to this day, I will never forget just the impact that she played on my life. I never had a chance to really tell her that in person, but just seeing her on TV, I said, that is who I want to be. She was like my Beyonce back before Beyonce was Beyonce. So she was just absolutely amazing. She just had such class and grace and just her humor and her the way that she was able to relate to people, I said, that is what I want to do, and that laid the foundation for me when it came to journalism. So for me, I had just spent six years in college, paying a lot of money, going into debt, and when I graduated, it took me a few months to get a job. And it was that was very uh, disheartening, more than a few months actually. And so when I got my first job, I thought, oh, I was gonna be a reporter. I had applied to all of these jobs and it didn't work out that way. And so I started as a writer. I started very, very low on the totem pole, but I learned so much. And so I encourage my students and my mentees to, you know, the jo- first job might not look like what you think it should, but it might, it will teach you and it will lay the a solid foundation you need to really excel in the rest of your career. Coming here, the community embraced me and I said, I need to give back. You know, I don't wanna just tell their stories. I wanna be immersed in the community to really learn what are the key issues, who feels like they are silenced and how can I let their voice be heard? So that was definitely uh, my priority when I came here and I feel like I, I did an okay job at it. Anytime I see people who look like me on television, they are in handcuffs or it's a mugshot. And to have that narrative burned in your mind is not good. It's not good for me. It's not good for young black and brown girls and boys who have to see that. And so for me, I wanted to, I know I can't change the narrative, but just shift the narrative to show our people are amazing. They're doing amazing things. It's not always centered around crime or, or things like that, but it's centered around just positivity and community and uh, strength and resilience and really just showcasing that in my storytelling. I think that I've been able to overcome the obstacle of uh, having to shift that narrative from the bad to the amazing. You
0: were doing such amazing work oh, in this thank community. You. Thank you. I'm just like, oh, I don't know Yeah. how
1: I know. Me you me got either. to
0: Syracuse. I mean, people ask me the same question.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, how did you get here? But I'm just happy that the stars aligned and I we know. ended up in the same space at the same time. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. Yeah. It was definitely um, something from above. But I'm just excited to be in Syracuse. For me, like I've told you before, I said two years here and then I'm out. And now it's been seven years, and oh. life for me has been better than it's ever been. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What do
0: you think it is about Syracuse that has you, like, seven years later still yeah. here? Yeah.
1: I think it's really the land of opportunities. You know what I mean? There's so many opportunities here there's so many places that you can really make your mark and there's so much work to be done and I think if you're willing to do the work then Syracuse can just be an amazing place for you and a place you can call home I think but you
0: moved around quite a bit like you didn't grow up fully in the United States yeah yeah
1: Mm -hmm. I am a military brat so we lived around the world, and so I was born in Kansas, Fort Raleigh, Kansas. You probably never heard of it, have I, you? No. Okay, no. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so Fort Raleigh, Kansas, I think I lived there maybe a year, maybe, uh-huh. and then we moved to Germany, but I was kind of, because my dad was stationed overseas, and then my mom had to go to training, so I lived with my aunt, like in Missouri, mm. uh, but then we moved to Germany as a family, stayed there probably till I was about five or so, then moved back to the States, and I lived in Oklahoma, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and I went to Geronimo Road Elementary School, Ooh, uh, a lot of culture. Geronimo, Geronimo Road, Road, yes, <laughs> Geronimo Road, yes. And it was a lot of um, very rich when it came to like the Indian culture, so you right. know Native Americans. So I learned a lot about that culture. Mm-hmm. And then after that, moved to Texas, and so Texas is home for me. I am oh, a Texas girl through and through, and through, <laughs> through and through. I love Texas. Oh my goodness, I rep for Texas hard. Uh, hard. Yeah.
0: Most, I've said this to you before. Most people that I know yeah. and that have been really close to me in my life. Mm-hmm. Many of them are from Texas, yeah. and they are just like die hard, yes, ride or die. Texas it's a great, state. And they're great people, you all have great energy. I'm not sure if it's the sunshine, yes, yes, the cattle definitely. The den, or what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely the
1: sunshine, <laughs> definitely the sunshine. You even when I go home now, I just notice kind of the difference in the energy. And when I get home, I, I feel like a different person just yeah. because when the sun is shining, you just feel amazing, it's and that's summer. how it is like during summers in central New York, yeah. It's beautiful. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. too bad yeah. it can't be like that year round. Year round. But, yeah.
0: but otherwise, we wouldn't get the work done. I know. True. Very true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Enjoying girl time. So Texas. Yeah. You
0: went through high school, college, mm-hmm. all of that in Texas. Yeah. Tell me about the day you got the call for a job offer in Syracuse.
1: Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. So, yeah, I went to college undergrad school there. And mm-hmm. then I worked at two, three stations in Texas. Mm-hmm. I started at the bottom, very bottom. I mean, I was behind the scenes. I was not doing anything like what I'm doing now. And I think that I, I was telling one of my colleagues that, mm-hmm. and they said, oh my goodness, you started, you know, as a, I started as a writer, but I was also doing teleprompter and things like that. I said, yeah, like I, this is hard work that you see now. So,
0: let me back up. Yeah. Okay, so when you say starting from the bottom, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. like, you know, Drake has his starting yes, from the bottom. Yes, and that, that's
1: my anthem. <laughs> that is my anthem. Seriously, yeah. Starting from the bottom. Yeah.
0: Describe what bottom is, yeah. um, for those that don't know, mm-hmm. right, uh, the, the career you're in mm-hmm. is journalism In yeah, um, mm-hmm. the news. And so what does that mean, like bottom? Yeah, like, yeah that? that's a
1: good question. Um, so I started, uh, I was interning, I got my, because I worked hard as an intern. When I tell you I did everything the on-air talent didn't want to do, I did it. I wrote their web stories, all of that. And so I got offered a job. Hold on, were you interning yeah. for free? yes oh you don't get paid and that's another thing (laughs) people think in this industry you get paid a lot of money or you get paid to intern no it was for free, free. and free. I was driving an hour each way. I was a grad student, so oh you know, we gosh. don't have any money no as a student. At all. So it was really a sacrifice. So I interned at a station. It was CW in Dallas, and Dallas mm-hmm. is the number five market. And so I was searching for a job, searching after I graduated, mm-hmm. and then the call came for me to come work there. I didn't interview mm-hmm. as an associate producer and a writer. And so I kind of did just a hodgepodge of things. I wrote for the newscast. Mm-hmm. I would run the teleprompter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just behind the scenes, and again, I was low no. on the tone of. So let me
0: just reiterate this yeah. because you know it's so. I I did the same thing. Yeah, I was yeah. writing newsletters. Listen, I'm still volunteering. Yes, yes, things. I'm yes. still kind of like interning yes. and taking on projects mm-hmm. and hoping yes. that they turn in
1: into favor, something greater, right? Yeah, into definitely. something greater, mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's so important yes. for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I think they see you at this level. Now you're interviewing Trevor Noah.
1: (laughs) You're on, which is amazing. Oh my goodness! (laughs) You're radiating. Thank you. Yeah,
0: and. You're doing these things but mm-hmm. they don't get to hear how the things you had to do yes. in order to get here. And the
1: sacrifice. And the sacrifice. Definitely. And I was living, you know, below the poverty level line when I was yes. work when I started in the industry mm-hmm. just because you again you don't make a lot of money. They don't want to pay you a lot. You've just graduated. They mm-hmm. know that so many people are trying to just get into the industry. So yeah, I was struggling. <laughs> Definitely right. struggling, but right. I was struggling for my dream. And I think for me Ooh. it made the world of difference and that's why I made it to where I am today yeah, you know and yeah. so was working there at CW and I knew I wanted to report and I went through a lot of challenges I mean a lot you know As racism well. just a, just a lot of different things that I had to endure mm-hmm. to get to the next step right. the next stop was Sherman Texas have you heard of that
0: no okay exactly exactly I know. Down there. We
1: do. <laughs> So that's like an hour probably outside of Dallas. And And you were
0: still commuting from Dallas?
1: Yes. So when I worked in Dallas, I did move. I was able to move closer to my job. So that was good. Um, And then when I got the call to go to Sherman, then I moved to Sherman, Texas. So very small market, which means just... Just a tiny town, um, and we were covering Texas and then the southern part of Oklahoma. Okay. So I was what they call a one-man band. I call it a one-woman band. The camera, everything, you was, the camera. You set it on the
0: little top. top pod yeah, doing, so You Got in front of it.
1: Everything, and I wasn't anchoring then. I was just reporting, but I was a multimedia okay. journalist, so I was shooting my own stories, editing, producing, you know, just everything, writing wow. Wow. all of that. Okay. And I would try to be cute, but then I realized I can't go through the woods or through the the forest. And heels like I need to just with, be functional. You,
0: you had a beat saying, yes, and I said,
1: Girl, you cannot do this. Like, this just <laughs> no, you stop it. Texas, it. Yeah, yes, yes. So I was like, I, Let me just kind of rethink how I'm doing this. Um, um, but that job taught me so much just about hard work and really just hustling and mm-hmm. getting those great stories. And that's where I really feel like I became a storyteller. And I think that's when I came to Syracuse. I truly understood what my calling was and the purpose and the lane that I needed to walk in, Mm -hmm. in order to make a a greater impact than I ever thought that I could make.
0: During the time of COVID, we've had to re-engineer television. But I was excited to do that along with Jennifer Sanders, a woman who has been continuously reimagining how we tell the stories within this community and doing so at a level that has brought national attention to the experiences of people of color in central New York. Let's talk with Jennifer about some of her groundbreaking efforts and the impact it has had on our community. We wanted to bring you back and sit down and just talk about over the last at least five years that I've been here, Mm -hmm. you've done transformative work Mm -hmm. in the community Um, from hosting <laughs> events, the Key Bank for Women event, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mercy Works. I mean, the galas, you get up on stage and you just light up the room. Mm-hmm. You oh, just light up you. the room. And so one, one of the things that over the last year since we started Behind the Woman that has come out is your documentary about the 15th Ward, right? Yeah. And wow, that sparked Community conversations. Yeah. You gave people permission to mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. um, something that really impacted the African American mm-hmm. community, communities of color here in such a profound way. Thank you. Right? Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, for me, that experience will forever just be at the top of my list as a journalist. And I think, you know, what you said, like it sparked community conversation. Mm-hmm. It is kind of directing the conversation that we are now having around Interstate 81. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And as a journalist, that for me is just the highest compliment to be able to really evoke change in a community and and shift the conversations and make sure that history doesn't repeat itself.
0: Your work in this community, I feel like I'm one of the people that is able to say I was so impacted Mm. by your leadership in in the sector of, like, journalism and media. Um, Another one is, like, your Victory Over Violence Mm. series that kicked off last summer. Yeah. And that just, I often um, talk about here in this community, there's so many grassroots initiatives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that
1: kind of get, overlooked mm-hmm. yes uh,
0: but that talk about that series kind of brought a lot of them into yeah into
1: definitely. The light. definitely and I think for me you know just hindsight is 2020 I've never said this before but I wish I would have named it something differently um, mm. we did have one of our sister stations had a franchise like that and that was the name of it victory over violence but I think just maybe taking violence out of it and maybe it just being victory because I think that a lot of the people who I highlighted they had they overcame so much you know mm. they came from crime-ridden communities but they were just making a difference and really trying to change the narrative and really help their community to be better so yeah I mean that series really truly it was profound on so many different levels because I think that the larger community saw that you know the south side of Syracuse isn't all gunshots and stabbings it's so much more more than that and there's so much history there I mean there's people I went to their homes and they we sat for hours you know them Mm. just telling me about what it used to be and Mm. how you know they're working so hard to change that so that was truly an amazing time to really highlight a community that felt like they were silenced
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it it is you said change the narrative Mm. because you've demonstrated how Mm. impactful it can be when you really take the time and look at the pieces of the stories Mm -hmm. that are missing yeah and try to fill those
1: gaps. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And sit down with the people and really understand them. Because I think Mm -hmm. sometimes, especially in in news, you know, we're in and out. We got it because we got to go on to the next thing. And so we're not understanding the fabric of that person, of that community. And so I think with a show like Behind the Woman, you're understanding people. You know what I mean? And that understanding is translating to so many, not just women, but men, you know, and their understanding, Okay. If they overcame that obstacle, I can too. You know, they went through that and I might be going through that, but I see how they've risen from the ashes and I can do that too. And I think that it's just so inspiring on so many different levels.
0: I appreciate that. And I want Mm -hmm. you to know, and we've talked about getting footage because there's tons of it out there um, of you doing the work, Mm -hmm. but doing the work you really love. Mm Yeah, yeah. And bringing so many of us, Mm. um, and when I say us, just, you know, day-to-day folks that are doing their nine-to-five but also working on behalf of a community, you're bringing us into news and media in a way that is so... authentic Mm. and centered on highlighting who we are. Mm. I just want to say thank you.
1: No, thank you. And my passion has, even before I was a journalist, has always been community. And my parents instilled that in me. They've always been involved and, you know, volunteering and just really helping people. And so I've always been a community focused person. And so now that I get to tell stories, it's translated into that. And I think that it's literally just an honor and a privilege to be able to do what I do. And not a day goes by where I take it for granted.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So I want to back up mm-hmm. um, because you said something really powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, like, when you said it, my soul just kind of like ooh. Ooh, made me sit up straight.
1: Yes. You were struggling for your dream. Yes, yes. Still am sometimes yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think
0: um oftentimes we see people mm-hmm. in a specific light, and you know, media, so much of the attention storytelling today, yeah, is focused on this person that has made it, yeah right yeah mm-hmm. um, but I'm just like that there's something in that struggle mm-hmm. that I think makes. Everything that we go through, so human. Yes, definitely. Right? And that just kind of like brings it back down the size. Because when yeah. you said it, automatically, automatically, I had this like photo mm-hmm. like memory flash yeah of just even me getting to where i am. yes and like coming to syracuse mm-hmm. because i was struggling for my dream yeah and i was yeah. like i knew i wasn't going to be able to finish yeah. and fulfill that purpose yes um where i was but there was an opportunity here in syracuse and i came mm-hmm. and i took hold of didn't really know yeah, what was you don't happen. know yeah
1: and that sometimes is the beauty of it not knowing right. Yeah, right. it's scary, but it's, it's scary.
0: But sometimes it's like, oh, I gotta just—I don't know why—but mm-hmm. I'm being called in yes. this direction, yes, and I'm being pulled in this direction, and I just gotta go and follow it, yes, yeah. Um,
1: and that goes to that leads me to how I got to Syracuse. Okay. So you know, I got my contract was ending at my last job, okay, and and it, yeah, I gave them kind of a verbal commitment, but I said, you know, I would stay for two years, just to kind of learn the ins and the outs, mm-hmm. and my. The person I interned for and worked for for my very first job, and this, again, a true testament to hard work. He knew my work ethic. He Mm -hmm. knew the type of product I produced. So he said, you know, we need someone of color in Syracuse. We need a little more diversity and Mm -hmm. we have an open spot. And I said, well, you know, I'll fly up here and see what it's about. So I came here and I did not, and I tell this story. I was not in love with Syracuse, but I had a peace in my spirit that I knew this was a place I needed to be. I mm. had to be here. Um, I didn't know why, and I now I am coming to the realization of why. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I thought, okay, well, I'll be here. I'll sign a two-year contract, and then after that, keep climbing up the ladder somewhere else that's right. warmer.
0: Somewhere <laughs> else that's warmer. Yeah. And five, seven years, seven years later. La- yeah,
1: yeah, still here. And when I started here, Uh, I was weekend reporter, so I was working, we call it the night side shift, so that's 2 to 11. Typically you don't get home till about 12 or 1 because you're posting stories to the web and you know just kind of tying up loose ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I did that, I worked that for the weekend shift, and then I worked three days a week, I think it was like you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I was day side, night side. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just had a lot of different shifts. But again, I was kind of low on the the totem pole and then I just really worked my way up. So I worked my way up to weekend morning anchor Mm -hmm. and then weekend evening anchor. And then I got to the position I'm currently in now, which is morning news anchor where I wake up every morning at 2.30. I like to throw that in there so people can understand Stand, that you wake <laughs> why up I'm at so tired sometimes. And people yeah. are just like rolling over, yes. you know, oh maybe wiping goodness. their face and taking a sip of water. Or you getting were, home from the club or, or getting, wherever.
0: <laughs> 2.30, the club is just uh, closing.
1: Yes, yes. Um, you
0: were starting your day. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. That is phenomenal. (sighs) So when you have a moment, Uh because you're saying that you've made it to this anchor position. Yeah. But what's fascinating is you just haven't made it there. Like Mm. this year, you were Emmy nominated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Journalist.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, this whole space that I'm in now, Mm. never would I envision it because so, so many people said, You're not pretty enough. Your voice is, you know, too high or or too squeaky or, you know, you're not small enough, whatever. There were all of those obstacles that I have to deal with, even some things now that I still I internalize and I still kind of have to have to get those voices out of my head. So I know that, hey, I am meant to be here. I am enough and I'm going to achieve greatness because I'm in the position that God's put me in. Yeah.
0: Many, I mean when you described I was like, Jennifer, you mustn't were you there with me this <laughs> morning? But those moments of having to really say yes. I am enough. Yeah. I am fearless. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this despite and in spite yes. of most so definitely. Many, is one of the most important mm-hmm. lessons I think as a I guess, more maturing yeah. um, woman, yeah. I'm coming to understand is like my superpower.
1: hmm Yeah. Right? Yes. Like and your that. superpower
0: is you. L- right. Yeah. It's definitely. just like, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Definitely. On that point. Yeah. Right? Still struggling towards the dream. Yeah. What would you say to that young girl Right, who is somewhere off in her own world right now, but sees you on television mm. every morning before maybe she goes to school yeah. or wherever. Uh, what would you say to her?
1: I would say never hold fast to your dream. Hold fast to your dream and don't, don't give up at all because so many people told me I can't. And now I'm saying I can, and so you can too, you know, and just be persistent, be relentless, just pursue your passion, regardless of what people say, do that. And you definitely will, will achieve greatness. Greatness is inside of you. And so we just need those mentors, you know, those Mm -hmm. sister friends, those church mothers, all of those people to kind of bring it out of us and show us that we're enough, we're great, and we can achieve like the sky is not even the limit. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, thank you. <laughs> yes. For sitting down with me Thank for you for
1: having me. And thank you for the spaces that you are creating, not for just women of color, but for women in yeah. general. I think that it's so important. And I don't know if you know how necessary the work is that you're doing. And I know that it gets challenging at times, but you're amazing. Oh. And thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. It brings us all a bit of sadness to say that Jennifer Sanders moved on to Austin, Texas a few short months ago. But what I think is most important is the legacy that she's left behind, the door she has opened. For more women of color to stand in our newsrooms, in front of our cameras, and continue to tell the stories that need to be told about the potential that lie within our community. Thank you, Jennifer, for your leadership, support, and your work. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Behind the Woman. And join us next week for our season finale. Next week on Behind the Woman. For the season finale of Behind the Woman, we brought back most of our guests to talk about what it was like to be on television amidst COVID, amidst social unrest in our nation, to hear these diverse stories at a time we will never forget. We were seen, seen in ways that people have never seen us before. Tune in and watch the season finale of Behind the Woman because it is capsuling moments in our lives that we will never forget.
1: This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. VIP Structures, 45 years of integrated solutions offering architecture, engineering, construction, and development. VIP, creating sustainable structures designed and built to enrich neighborhoods and strengthen communities. Experience the creative, collaborative difference at VIP. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community.